So my friends, today we celebrate the solemnity of the Lord Jesus Christ, King of the entire universe, that our Lord is rightly proclaimed as King. This is the final Sunday of ordinary time. And so we turn to our Lord as the King, the King who is to come, the King who is currently reigning in heaven, and that we pray every time we pray the Our Father, that we want our, the Father's kingdom as Christ is King um, to be on earth as it is in heaven. We want Christ to reign. And there are three things that we could talk about um, today with that. The first is that Christ needs to first be my king. That if I'm going to really be part of the kingdom of Christ, Christ needs to be my king. Do I look at Jesus Christ as my king? That I look to him, I, I love him. I'm willing to, you know, those uh, subjects of a king are willing to lay down their life in service of the king. Um, and so am I willing uh, to lay down my life every single day in service of the king? Do I let the Lord Jesus actually shape and mold my life, helping turn me into his own likeness? Jesus needs to be my king, meaning I'm not my own king. I'm not my own monarch. I don't make my own laws for myself. I look to our Lord. I let him teach me how to live. I learn from him, and I am willing to follow him Uh, now and every day for the rest of my life. Jesus has to be my king. If anyone else is my king, if there's anything else in this world that I ultimately take my direction from in life, then that is a usurper king in the soul of a Christian. And that doesn't go. Rather, we need to recognize and proclaim Jesus is the king. And that first and foremost, he is my king. I will follow him. Um, I will follow Christ the king. So we want Christ to reign first as our own personal king. He is the monarch. I am subject to him, and I love him, and he upholds me. Second, though, is that our religion is not primarily just a personal religion. Rather, we want the kingdom of Christ to be extended throughout the world. We want all people to come and know and love our Savior King, who laid down his life for us. We want them to know him. And so we want the kingdom of Christ to spread through the world. It's not just my private thing. Rather, it is an, it's a public um, expression of faith. We should be publicly Catholic. We should be publicly subjects of the king. And then all local government, local, state, national government, is a participation in the kingship of Christ. The rulers of this world have their authority from God, and it's only a share in God's authority. As our Lord said to Pilate, the king, and you know, being confronted by the Roman procurator, you would have no authority over me if it was not given to you from above. And so we want all of our civic leaders to recognize that the power that they have comes to them, not even primarily in a democracy from the people. It comes from God, and it's a share in God's own power. And even if all the people are wrong, um, they need to govern in a way that is in keeping with God's authority, with God's plan, with Christ's reign. And so we want the reign of Christ to spread in the world. We want the world to come to know our Savior King, and that it is insufficient For our faith to just be a matter of my own private conscience. Rather, we want what our faith teaches 
and the gospel values to influence the entire world. Because our king reigns in truth and justice. And so, what our Lord teaches and what his gospel teaches should help influence and shape the world. Just look at what we hear in the gospel today. That when the king comes, he will separate the sheep from the goats. And what does he commend the sheep for doing? The works of mercy. I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. And that we want these works of mercy to not just be my own little private hobby, we want them to be stabilized in the world so that the hungry are fed, so that the thirsty are given drinks, strangers are welcomed, the naked are clothed, the ill are cared for, um, and even those in prison are, are visited and treated with dignity. That we want these things to be part of social program. And it is, it, like I said, it is insufficient to just let this say, well, it's, it's my private thing, I could do it, it's my hobby. These should be instituted in our society. And we want to work for these goods in our society. And as the church has affirmed, and our bishops have just reaffirmed again this week, the preeminent social issue facing our church uh, today is the issue of human life and the legal protection of human life from conception till natural death. And that that is not just a matter of my private morality, that good for me, but don't impose that on anyone else. Rather, if we believe, if we believe that life begins at conception and that all life has dignity, then it's not enough for me to just say, well, that's my belief. We want legal protection. We want society to protect. My life right now is legally protected. And we want every life to be valued and legally protected. And that is not enough just to say, well, that's your private view. You know, no. We, under the reign of Christ the King, want his kingship to expand to the entire world. It's not enough for our religion to just be private morality. No. As Catholics, our religion is public. And that we want to work for the public institution of the reign of our Lord. Because we believe it to be true. And in keeping with the morality and the law, which God wrote into creation um, from the very moments of the beginning of creation. And so, Christ reigns in me, and we want Christ to reign in the world. And both of those things are good, but they can be very speculative. Like, what can we actually do about that today? And so, how do we actually allow Christ to reign today, practically? What each and every one of us can do. And that this is actually ties into the final point of our plan of life. The final point of how we've been working on how we each um, grow in holiness and be in an ordered way. And that is that we are to sanctify our daily work. That our, all of our daily work, everything we do, every action we do in the course of a day ought to be sanctified. Why, what does our Lord say um, to the just after going through the list of things that they did? When did we do this? When did we do any of this? Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Someone asked Mother Teresa one time the secret to like, what, what is it? What's your motivating force? And she said five words. You did it for me. 
And that that should be the motivation of everything we do in our life. Every single thing. How does Christ reign in me and in my social setting? Everything I do, I do primarily for love of him. And that this needs to be a daily task for each and every one of us. Every little thing we do, we do first out of love for God. That we let love of God be the motivation of every action. Prepare a homily decently well. Yes, and do it as well as I can. Because it's being done out of love of God. Let it holding the door for someone on the way out of church. Do it out of love for God. You do it for Christ. Letting someone go in the parking lot. Give them right of way. Being kind to someone. Smiling if they can see it through the mask. Whatever. Do it out of love for God. That we do each of these things, but we do it not primarily because of the social benefit, but we do it all out of love for God. Every little task in the day, every single one can be sanctified if we do it out of love for God. There's nothing. There's no um, dignified, provided our actions aren't objectively sinful and objectively immoral. Um, every, every good action or even morally neutral action can be done out of love for God. And we do these things and we do them well and we do them with dedication And this should be the capstone point of our plan of life, that we sanctify our work. We do it as well as we can. We do it with love because we're doing it out of love for God. You did it for me. I hope our Lord, when I face my judgment at the end of my life, I hope I can say, yes, Lord, I did this for you. And I did that, all these things. And, you know, well, Father Casey, what about this and this and this and this and this? Yeah, you did it for me. Oh, well, I was just returning a phone call. No, you did that for me. I was just visiting. So you did that for me. I was just answering an email that I could, eh, could procrastinate, but it's better to get the person answer right. You did that for me. Every little thing. And then just a final point on that. There's something that always strikes me in this reading, which is that when uh, the just respond, when, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? They respond one by one. When did we see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you drink, stranger and welcome you? Whereas when the wicked respond, they say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger, naked, naked or ill or in prison? And maybe Matthew's just trying to save space by that point. But I think that, no, there's something deeper which is that the wicked just see it all as kind of one clump of thing, right? There's just a, it's, a, it's not individual. It's not personal. They're not giving it personal attention. When were you hungry or thirsty or naked or ill or in prison or a stranger? No, no, no. You, personally. I did this. I was hungry. When, did, when were you hungry and I fed you? Right? Personally. Everything we do in the course of the day as we're doing it out of love for God, we also do it personally. This one, this is important right now. Unitasking, not multitasking, unitasking. This action right here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it well. I'm going to do it out of love for God. Not as a clump of stuff, but individual, out of love for God right now. This homily, not tomorrow's homily, next month's homily, this homily. Well, as best I can, out of love for God. This email, well, it only may take a few seconds, but this one, do it well, out of love for God. Um, that's what the just do, and that's how we should imitate them in that way. We want Christ to reign. We want our King to reign in our lives, in our world, 
and then practically through our daily work being sanctified. We have to, if we, are, if we live this, that extends the kingdom of Christ in our own lives and in our own social spheres. That's what we can do. And so today we pray that Christ may truly reign in us, that his kingdom may come to this earth in us, and that we uh, may faithfully live as subjects of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, King of the entire universe.